Hello and welcome back to the Science Behind That podcast. I am your host, Atticus Hamilton. And for all of you new listeners out there, the Science Behind That is a show where we take a deep dive into the obscure science of everyday life, into the science of everything from physics to engineering, and biology to zoology, and psychology to anatomy, we take a deep dive. So without further ado, welcome to today's episode of the Science Behind That podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of the Science Behind That, where we will be discussing maple syrup. I know, it's a weird topic, but we're going to be talking about what maple syrup is when it's within a tree, and then, of course, how do you go from um, maple syrup's primary form in a tree to the form that all of us have on our pancakes or waffles in the morning. And, you know, side note about maple syrup, the other day, I'm not much of, like, a sugar person. I kind of, like, have been doing this whole sugar binge or whatever from my from my diet. Um, except the other day, I put maple syrup in my coffee, and oh my god, everyone needs to try that. Everyone needs to try that. Maple syrup in coffee is, ugh, it's like a taste of Canada. It's literally like a taste of Canada. Anyway, though, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. Um, I hope you guys are doing good. I know I'm doing good. I kind of just woke up, so I've I've got a little bit of this uh, morning voice going on. I've got my cup of coffee here. So let's get right into it. So first off, we're going to talk about what maple syrup starts out as, which is tree resin or sap the differences between sap because yes there there isn't just sap and it's not technically called sap um the anatomy of a tree and where it comes from and of course how that resin is made from resin into maple syrup um so let's just start off with the obvious so when i grew up I always called tree sap as tree resin, um, mainly because I grew up around pine trees, and we, and at least where I lived, we kind of treated their sap as resin because it, it's very resiny. You know, you get it on your hands, it's sticky, it's very hard to get off. But anyway, so sap can be divided into two different categories of fluid within a tree. The first fluid is called xylem, and if you've ever cut open a tree, you see how it has those cool like little rings on it? If you were to put those, or a, a sample of that wood under a microscope, you would see those wing, rings are a series of tiny holes. And those rings are formed by what's called the cabum layer of, of wood. And that's right under the inner bark and outer bark and it produces those xylem channels and what xylem channels are is they're basically veins within the tree right and so xylem fluid or xylem is to the tree it's basically blood uh in humans so in humans you know blood is obviously important 
it trans it oxygenates the tissues it moves carbon dioxide from the tissues to the lungs to be exchanged for oxygen additionally it also transports sugars and um minerals around the body and most important or well not most importantly i think most importantly is probably oxygen but secondly most important it transports immune cells and the xylem fluid of trees kind of does the same thing um so xylem every year a tree will build a new xylem channel and that takes a form of rings and um xylem fluid is very watery it's predominantly water um but it also contains um vital minerals that the tree needs for growth such as magnesium phosphorus etc iron etc um and those xylem channels start at the roots and they go all the way up to the top of the tree and then through the leaves or needles if it's a if it's a coniferous tree um and it basically xylem fluid is the blood of the tree so then next we have phloem i know that's a cool name i love that i love that word phloem it just sounds cool but phloem is the sap that we traditionally think of as tree sap and so what is it phloem is basically fat in humans so in humans humans have adipose tissue or fat tissue because it stores um lipids phospholipids which is fat and that can be burned for energy or atp and so humans will store adipose tissue just like most other animals um as a calorie store so if you're ever in an environment where you can't find food you can burn the fat in your body and trees kind of do the same thing with phloem except it, instead of fat it's sugar so tree sap the sticky stuff that we see on the outside of a tree that is phloem and phloem is predominantly water but in the case of for example the sugar maple it's 2% sugar and so during the summer the tree will photosynthesize and produce that sugar and that sugar will be stored in the form of phloem so then in the winter months when the tree is not photosynthesizing it can use that phloem and undergo cellular respiration to produce atp um to help grow um and and you know that's a misconception i think a lot of people think oh well trees grow in the summer not really true they grow more in the winter than they do in the summer because in the summer they're more concerned with producing um sugar to use in the winter to grow so anyway that's sap so in a sugar maple the um sap that will become maple syrup is called phloem and from now on I'll just refer to it as phloem since that's what it is so um quick recap before we move on to the next section phloem is mostly water um but in the case of the sugar maple 2% sugar and that is what maple syrup is made out of and fun fact phloem flows through what's called the sapwood <laughs> which is right below the cabbum layer which produces the xylem 
which is below the inner bark, which is below, obviously, the outer bark. And sapwood is the main living region of wood cells, of tree cells within the tree. And as those layers of sapwood die, it becomes heartwood, which is the center core of the tree, which is dead compacted wood. And so when you tap a maple tree, your tap is going directly into the sapwood and that phloem is flowing out of the sapwood into that tap and then into your bucket or whatever you're using to collect the sap. So now let's next go into um, how do we go from phloem to maple syrup? And it's actually quite a fun, interesting process. So first things first, you collect the phloem, right? Before you do any boiling, any steaming, any processing of any type, you filter it, right? You don't want wood in your maple. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> you get a bottle of maple syrup and there's just bark on the inside. That'd be weird. So you filter it. You filter out all that stuff. And um, it, it, it generally is viscous. Um, pretty it generally has a, a high viscosity or it runs really easily when it's heated so you warm it up and then you flow it through a filter and filter out the, the nasties and then what you do is boil it and what you want to do is you put it into a big pot which if you're doing it traditionally you put it in a pot and then boil it for like 10 hours or if you're doing it in a modern way you put it in a steam pressure boiler which takes about 90 minutes to produce a gallon of, of what will be syrup. And so what you want to do is you want to get that sugar, right? So remember how before I said it was 2% sugar? Well, you want to boil off a large percentage of that water to get a, a thick syrupy sugar. So that's what you do. So if you're steam boiling it, you boil it for about 90 minutes and all that well, not all of it, but a lot of that water will evaporate. And when it evaporates off, um, you're left with uh, more concentrated sugar. And you'll do that until you have about a 20 to 40% sugar concentrate, right? And then what happens? Well, then you take that sugar concentrate. And I know, don't make fun of me. I didn't come up with this. And then guess what? You mix it with water. <laughs> You basically mix it with water and you heat it up again. And in that mixing process, a lot of confectioners will add things like spruce boughs to give it a different um, flavor or to texturize the flavor basically. Um, and once that is done, that's basically it. You basically made maple syrup and then of course it's packaged and shipped out everywhere and i know i'm making that sound a lot more simple than it is because it really isn't that simple but the process itself is that simple so the longer you boil it off for and, and what you can do too is you can do multiple sets where you boil it off once then you do then you rehydrate it then you boil it off again then you rehydrate it and you can get different colors or what what are called ambers and a lighter amber means a higher grade maple syrup 
you may be asking, well, why is that the case? Because the lighter the color amber, the more um, tannins from the maple tree uh, is in there. So lighter the color, the more tannins are there, and the more pure sugar from the tree is also there. Um, and so yeah, that's basically it, ladies and gentlemen. That is how you make maple syrup, and I think we also addressed today where maple syrup comes from and what tree sap actually is. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I had fun making it. This was a fun episode. Remember, if you liked the episode and if you liked the show, be sure to let me know at the email, thesciencebt at gmail.com. And until further ado, I will see you Monday morning, everybody, where we will discuss... I think Monday morning we're going to discuss what makes your phone Siri or Google Assistant work and why is it able to learn from your mistakes. So thank you guys very much for watching and remember, stand up and question everything. I will see you all Monday and have a great weekend.